Hey, it's your buddy Craig Carton, and this is the Mike Sappho Podcast. It'll get better. Just give me some time. That's trouble already. What's up, Craig Carton? How's everything? I missed you. You're sweating. I am. I had to run here, dude. I, you tell but me. You're in good shape. It can't be. What? You're on two blocks? No, like six blocks. Oh, so that's a little bit. Thirty third. And I don't think I can run six blocks in the city. I think like shin splints would set in. Plus all the European tourists who don't just stop and look at buildings. Like you're running, and they have no concept of this other people, which always bothered me. Like. It's, uh, yeah, the building's big. You've seen 19 other buildings. Why do you have to stop right where I'm running? And, Craigie, we're around the corner from the Empire State Building. We're at Jack Dempsey's. So I got stuck on 33rd and 5th. Ten people on their knees with the iPads. Right. I'm done. Right. It's the whole thing. It's like, only like, when's the last time you actually took a picture of yourself? Yeah, no, never. <coughs> well, I, I just got a kitten. So a few days ago, I took a... See? Yeah. A kitten? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. My Please tell me someone's busting your balls. You on his girlfriend. It's yeah, not no, really my girlfriend. girlfriend. And, and Craig, she named it Pickles. So I have this cat named Pickles. And, and you tell like, people this. Yeah, I have to. I'm honest with myself. Yeah, you don't have to be honest with everybody else. Craig, I miss, like, you, when you, I miss when your you, voice. When you go home, you can say you love Pickles and your girlfriend. <laughs> when you leave the house... Like, you want to kill pickles. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm like, pickles. Don't tell the guys the truth on that one. Craigie, I had to leave work early to take pickles to the vet. How about that one? Uh, yeah. It was bad. Took a beating for that one at work. That's for sure. I mean, how do you not? Yeah, I got right? crushed. You know, the worst thing is I had to say, like, at the vet, I'm here for pickles. It's uh, pickles. And, and they came out, pickles. And I had to stand up and walk there with a little. Yeah, it's me right here. Yeah. Tough guy with the tattoos. <laughs> no. Oh, you got the cat. Is it one of those, like, hairless cats? No, no, no. Craig, it's, it's a manly cat. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's a manly cat. I'm going to show Craig. I never understood the concept of cats because you sign up for letting a, an animal go to the bathroom in your house <laughs> or apartment. Like, if your kid did that, you'd smack him. Yeah, well, yeah, if your girlfriend just decided, I'm dropping trout here because I, I got to pee, you'd, you'd leave her. But the cat dumps and pisses wherever it wants, and that ain't no problem. This pickles. That's a manly cat, Craig. Oh, yeah, it's a manly cat. <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, I don't know what, who you root for, but the day that that pickle shows up with like little Yankee booties on, well, he will. There's he the Yankee will. seats that pickles oh, yeah, hangs yeah, on. Yeah, like yeah. pickles get off the Yankee seats. I'm sure pickles <laughs> listens. I don't get cats. I'm not a cat person. No, I'm not but a, I don't think you should kill them. Of course not. But why not? Maybe yeah. <laughs> you got to move to China for that. Something. Yeah. All right, so Craigie, first of all, let's do the plug because I watch you now on YouTube. I get to see you. Yeah, yeah, face. thank you. So let's let's plug that. You just got syndicated, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for coughing. So That's we right. got, we're syndicated on. Like 20 stations, the deals that will be on over 100 by the end of the year. I mean, I'm, a lot of the stations, I'm not sure that you can hear them, mm-hmm. but you know, it says that they exist, mm-hmm. so I'm good with that. And every time they add another one, you know, I go to the bank, so I'm good with that. It's the most important but part. But you know, listen, it's, um, I'm thrilled that I'm doing radio again. Mm-hmm. It's not where I want to be, and I'm not saying that about the company I'm working for. Of course not. You, know, you want to do local radio. I'm a local radio guy. I've been syndicated once before. And while it's great now, and I'm thankful for it, it's you know another step. Craig, I was going to ask you something because you know what they do? What is it? Give the plug for it because they do a great job on YouTube by playing. Clips. They're the best at it. Oh my! I've been in radio 25 years, Sports Grid, and it's a fantasy sports radio network. Mm-hmm. They turn around my video like two seconds after I do it. So we do like we do like three million views and listens a week. Some I don't know. No, some crazy it's number. It's great. And you know what I like too? It's not. A 18 minute clip if Craig Carton is, is going on a rant about the Rangers it's a 4 minute clip right well, away well if it was the Rangers it would be like 30 seconds <laughs> 
But you know, anyone else is going to be two or three minutes. Yeah. It's not long form. It's just quick, boom, in and out. What's the thought? Go. And you having fun doing it? Yeah. I mean, it beats sitting at home. I'm doing nothing. I got really good at woodworking. Okay. Like, I can build shit now. <laughs> no joke. Like, I used to be able to build some stuff, but it's always like off a little bit or there. It wasn't flush. I had so much time by myself. I'm like a master craftsman yeah. now. I have tools. Building furniture. I have, a, I have like a circular saw. Like I go to Home Depot. They know me. There used to be, yeah, where's the pipes? Now I go in, I'm like, ping, ping, ping. I get discounts it's and stuff. It's Craig Cotton the Carpenter. Come Craig yeah, Cotton. Like I'm, I'm putting on exhibits. It's the next endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> How to build like a chicken coop. You can be like that dude at the end of Costco. You know, they give the free stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just building. He's there, here's our new chicken sausage. I'm like, here's a new two by four. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I, I like building stuff though. Because it takes your mind off everything else. Mm-hmm. Just build stuff. So that's what I do now. That's all that matters. Hey, I, so growing up, I'll tell you, I was always fascinated with radio. Always wanted to do talk radio. Yeah. And I was intimidated by the fact that I grew up in New York, but if I do radio, I'm, I have to go to Rochester, I have to go to Tampa, which yeah. always intimidated me. Because of the accent or just moving? <laughs> just moving. <'cause> I'm <laughs> no. Like, no, Some guys don't like New York accents. No, and with you, you were all over. And I, I did. Wikipedia told me, and you know, the internet. Oh, it's right. So, yeah. Yeah, so my thing with you is. The question is, you went from, I know not directly, Philly, Denver, you're all over. Was it hard to immerse yourself in this sports thing? You're in Denver, so it's Nuggets, Broncos, Rockies, and then a few yeah, years yeah. later. Is it no, I just because you know, the type of show I did was always different. Like, mm-hmm. I don't do a straight sports show. Even when I was on NEW you know, back in the day, I didn't want to do a straight sports show. Because, hey, I'm bored by it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm bored by it, I figured the listeners are bored by it. Going to the fan, the rub was, well, it's the fan, you better do straight sports. And I, I can't do it. it. Just I can't break down a three-two curveball because I just don't care, you know. And I'm not watching the game for that. So you know, when I it's funny when I was in Denver, I'm a Jet fan. The Jets played the Broncos in the AFC Championship game, but the show I was doing wasn't necessarily rah-rah Denver Broncos. You know, it was we have three strippers in today. Yeah. I got my buddy as a rock star coming <laughs> in too. Awesome. And I'll just have some fun. Oh, and by the way, the Broncos are playing the Jets, <laughs> and they accepted me for it. And I, I tried to do that. The only place it was different was Philly. A, I was a kid. I was 22. So I was the youngest guy in the country doing, like, major market sports talk. And you try to ingratiate yourself. But, you know, I hate Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did as a New Yorker. So I never rooted for their teams. But, you know, the reality is that sometimes you become friends with guys. So you root for the guy. So like, I used to, you know, go to play the ponies with Ray Rhodes all the time. So you want Ray Rhodes to do well. Yeah. And he was a total fuck up. But you're rooting for him. Like I got along with Rich Kotai. Mm-hmm. You're rooting for him. And you know he's got no shot. <laughs> oh, but you, know, you hope your friends do well. Yeah. And that's all it was. While I was in the Uber, in, sitting in traffic, I did one last Google search on you. What happened with Philly? Was it Lindros? Did he have beef with you? Someone had. Yeah, yeah. No, so the, the Lindros story, and I wasn't fired for it. I left months later. <coughs> was I was doing afternoons in Philly, filling in. And there was uh, a Valentine's Day home and home between the Penguins and the Flyers. Started off in Pittsburgh, I guess on the 13th or 40, whatever it was. And when they came back to Philly, Lindros didn't play. Okay. And he didn't play because he was hungover. And he couldn't get around the ice without throwing up. Oh. So now, I used to own a bar in Philly. That was one of the places he was at. I never talk about people's personal stuff ever, but someone called up <coughs> and they said, I was really upset. I took my kid to his only game of the year. And he's the big star. He wasn't there. And I go, well, he couldn't get around the ice. <laughs> but I was like outing him. I would just say, hey, you know, he's 25. He's got a lot of money. I would do the same thing. Like I'm doing it and I don't have a lot of money. And that became this big to-do. 
that I went out and said that he was hungover. Oh, well, how do you prove that? And they started firing people. They sued us. And their first excuse was he was in a hyperbaric chamber. Oh, because that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> I go, all right, great. The second one was he rented movies from Blockbuster. So I go, just show us the receipts, and I'll say I was wrong. But, I mean, I was with him. You know, it was my bar. <laughs> I owned it. It was one of the many places I'm sure he went that night. So, long story short, the whole thing died. Okay. I, I went to Florida to be syndicated, but four months later. But the, the thought was that I got fired because I said Lindros was hungover. He and I have never had a crossword between us. He never said a bad word about me. And like two years later, actually when I was at WNEW, Bobby Clark came out and said, the kid from IP was right. Really? he had this big falling out. Lindros became a ranger. Mm-hmm. And the owner, Ed Snyder, is now dead. Bobby Clark, they all came out and said, Carton was right. True story. Wow. And I'm like... You sued me four yeah. years ago. <laughs> go back. Let's go to WNEW. I was the biggest Opie and Anthony guy. I yes. listened to you when you were sports. sports yeah, guy. that was a tough show. Boy. Yeah, w- <laughs> why didn't it work? Was it just no direction? Because um, <coughs> WNEW back then, Craig, was like the wild, wild west. You just heard stories. There yeah, was- there's a few things that happened. One, there was, I mean, the leadership of the station was brutal. Mm-hmm. Number two, that's an ONA where the stars, without, there's no disputing that, of the radio station. But when you build a station and you say it's the ONA station, and we only care about O&A. Powered by Opie and Anthony. And everything's O&A, O&A. Um, you lose sight of the fact we got other day parts that have to do well. You know, the radio chick didn't do well. Ron and Fez, who were close with them, ratings-wise, really didn't do well. But they were friends. Uh, because O&A were tight with them. Their audience accepted those guys. Mm-hmm. And we never... I had no relationship, good or bad. Like, I can tell you, I think Anthony... And I know there's a, a, an issue between the two guys, uh-huh. which is sad to me. O- Opie and Anthony was one of the great radio shows in American history. And I always think, and this is somebody egotistical, you know, it, Imus wasn't my guy, I never got him, but in the 70s it went Imus to Stern to O&A, and then I like to believe to me and Boomer on a different type of show. Mm-hmm. But I think though, that's the lineage of your dominant morning shows. And I think Anthony is one of the great radio broadcasters ever. So I was at NEW just under two years. I've never met him. You never met I've never met either one of them? Anthony, really? Uh, and I probably physically have been in Opie's company twice. That's fascinating. Wow. Maybe. And uh, we were out of the building, typically. I did the mornings mm-hmm. before they came in. But you're at the same... The last... The, the only time I actually even remember having a conversation with Opie was the 2001, so a few months after 9-11, mm-hmm. we were having the company holiday party, and they decided to do it in Tribeca, which I thought was pretty classy to do it, right? There's a restaurant that survived... You know, the attacks and all that stuff was open. Let's do it there. And I remember Opie came up to me in a building and said, you know, you should really go to the party. Now, I knew the, writing, the handwriting was on the wall. I wasn't coming back much longer. And I go, you know, that's cool that Opie said I should come there, and I get it. So I go to the holiday party, and I got fired the next Monday. <laughs> so the party was like on a Friday. And you go through the weekend. And I'm like, Opie's like, you should come to the party. Oh, I'll go to the party. It's nice for him to think of me. And I got fired on Monday. Craig Carton's farewell like, tour. son of a bitch. Oh, he, he knew. He knew. He, knew. he might have known. He knew. I'm at the party. Yay. The show's getting better. This and that. And I worked with nine different people. Well, I was just going to ask you, how many partners did you have there? Who'd you well, have Anthony there? called us Menudo. Yes. That was a different guy every week. So <laughs> when I first got there, it was Sid Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie If, the comedian, was there for a minute. I don't remember that. John Riggins was there. Yeah. Billy Taylor, the former giant, was there. I remember him. Then they brought Blaine Ensley in, who's a great guy, 
Blaine was the producer of the show on ABC. And he didn't want to be on the air. He was just a producer. And, but he would produce like nine-minute-long bits. And I remember the last bit I ever had him produce, he was going on a safari inside Patrick Ewing's nose. And it, <laughs> like it went on for like way too long. And I go, why don't you just be a co-host <laughs> and stop producing bits? But I remember the funny thing about Sid, the people that Sid and I don't get along. Sid and I are friends. We're fine. He just came on. He actually spoke highly. He's coming on my show tomorrow. Okay. Sid and I are great. Uh, people don't want to believe that because it's more fun if we're not getting along. Yeah, of course. Um, Sid, our biggest fight was that I didn't want it to be a straight sports show. And that's all Sid wanted to do. And now look. And now he's like, you can't do straight sports. It doesn't work. <laughs> and that, that was our biggest fight. I remember we were doing a thing... I had women come in in different jerseys. I mean, they were slapping each other or something. And he goes, what's next? Cunnilingus fights? <laughs> and because he wanted to be on FAN. Mm-hmm. And he yeah, that's wanted, always been his dream. He, wanted, he had to do a straight sports show for FAN to bring him in. And I didn't want to do that. And that was our, you know, other than the, the shit he was going through at the time, which I have a great appreciation for now, especially. Um, that was our biggest fight, though, that I wanted to do fun. He wanted to do sports. And the irony of it, that you ended up on WFAN and he's, crushing it. Yeah. And he's doing great now, which is good. He's on ABC, and they're doing well. Now, I know we only have like 15 more minutes together. <coughs> you leave NEW. Now, eventually, you get to WFAN with Boomer. Yeah. When was the moment you knew, okay, not that, you know, you and Boomer had instant connection. You yeah. Did, we got lucky on that. Yeah. When did you know, like, wow, I this show is I knew tryout show. That you guys had, we're going to yeah, really do something they, up for dinner or something like that, right? Before no, so they brought us in. It was really strange because they had me do that us. We did our tryout show in the WNEW studios. I don't know, you guys oh, know I was here. Like, here like, <laughs> really? So Boomer and I went into a private room, and uh, he goes, look, you have a great thing going on in Jersey. I got a lot of jobs. Let's just wing it. And I go, look, whatever I say, don't take it personally. Go with it. He goes, you got it. Great. And if it doesn't work out, nice meeting you. Because we'd never met before. Wow. We talked once on the phone. And I started busting his balls immediately just to make sure. And he, he went with it. And I knew then that if we had the shot, that we'd be successful fast. And we got, it was like within the first year we were. But again, even that show, it was different than anything anyone had ever done there. Like we had guys there stabbing us in the back because everyone wanted the job. Mm-hmm. And then I'm doing this kind of radio that they all hated. You know, they all, eventually everybody always comes around. Like I always said, sometimes it takes you three, four months. But eventually, people oh, get Oh, the show that. was great. It, it was got a great to a listen. It was great. It was right. never but just about hated sports. Yeah. I, and I, think, I, I, I do what I do. And <laughs> if you like it, great. But I got 25 years under my belt. So I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing. Give but. me some inside info. Who else was um, up for the job? I know a lot of people want well, to. I mean, they interviewed every celebrity in America. Because, you know, you're replacing Imus. Uh, the guy that I think... I know Max Kellerman was big. Mm. And Max almost got the afternoon show uh, to sit in with Mike. Which he would have been really good to at. To replace Chris Russo? Yeah. Well, Sid was offered the job first. I know people don't believe that. And Sid told that story. I'll tell you a quick story. So Sid owed me $100 from, like, Florida. Sid Gambles? I, <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully not anymore. But he owed me 100 bucks. He's about to become Francesca's partner. It's a done deal. Mark Chernoff comes to me with a FedEx envelope. And he goes, here, I want you to open it and take it. All right, what is it? And we're, we're in a story of Queens at this point. I open it up. It's a check from Sid, a cashier's check, for $10,000. And he goes, here's what I think I owe you. We're all good now. Look forward to seeing you. And they want me to take the money. And I go, first of all, I'd never take the money. Number two, he didn't owe me 10000 bucks. He owes me $100, and it's 10 years ago, and I've forgotten <laughs> about it. 
But they were so worried that if he came in, that I'd be pissed about it, that I wouldn't accept him in and it'd be a war. And I've told him, like, tell everyone else, Sid and I are good. Wow. Plus, I don't want his money. And he doesn't owe me 10 grand. So I gave a $10,000 cash check back to Mark. <laughs> he might have cashed it. I don't know what he did. <laughs> we should probably ask Sid. And then they went to Mike and they said, you can hire Sid, it's good. One caveat. Because they didn't know if they could trust him yet, right? If he messes up, you're getting fired. To Mike. Yep. And Mike's like, he goes, well, in that case, no way. Of course not. You can't. And that's why he did the show alone. But that's a true story. Wow. Sid was offered the job. I've heard Sid say many times he was offered this show. He was. And now he's coming on your show tomorrow? He's, uh, he was going to sneak in today, uh, but he's very important now in the world. Of course. So he's going to sneak in tomorrow. I don't know. Are you he comes, try- he comes, doesn't Are you going to try to get some more guests in there and stuff? I'm not a huge guest guy. I know you're not. And you I hate, you hate like, calling guests. Call guests are the worst. Yeah, you hate that. Uh, I hate that. You know, no, there's not. There's maybe five people on the planet that would give you ratings if they came in. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of them. So I know everyone wants you to have guests, guests go over like, give this company. Who's your guest? I have no guests. They want big names, but people, I go, want- people listening to hear me talk. And as soon as you bring a guest in, like Tim Donahue came by, the, the referee. Mm-hmm. And he's fascinating to me because, you know, he thought about killing himself. And he was the, you know, the ref that took the heat for probably a lot of other guys. So that's, those stories fascinate me. Uh, but typically, I'd rather talk to a guy off the street and just talk to him about who he is than talk to, oh, you know, comedian so-and-so is here. And especially you have a name, and we'll bring up Opie again. I've been doing Opie's podcast yeah, with yeah. him. And Westwood One's like, dude, we need big names. Opie's like, the big names don't give you something. They're going to listen to me anyway. Right. So I'm going to get X amount of downloads. Let me have an intriguing conversation instead of sitting there with Jeter. And we're just going to give you right. the generic. Yeah, there's only half, there's half, literally half a dozen guys that will get you listens or downloads. I agree with Opie that people that like him are going to download it because it's him. Mm-hmm. And they don't give a shit about anything else. They want him him talk about whatever it is he's going to talk about. I haven't heard the podcast. What's he talking about? Well, the first, he's uh, 10 shows so far. Oh, 10? He's doing like one a week? Yeah, two a week. Oh, lazy bastard. Yeah, yeah. He went from doing (laughs) this. He's doing He he kept his first nickel, I heard. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The first, like, uh, seven or eight shows, just him and comedians kicking it. Yeah, they will say this. Comedians are the toughest interview. And I always thought... Because I usually say no to him unless I have a personal relationship mm-hmm. with him. So like Artie would come on because I know Artie well. You know, Sebastian Mascalco I know well. He'd come on. Uh, Jim Brewer's a friend. But there are great comedians that I refuse to book because, A, I don't know if I'm good at it, but it's always awkward. And those guys were great with it. Great with it. Because like, the comedian either wants to do his act so how do you naturally get him into... So I was on a boat today, right? No, no. <laughs> like, that's not natural. Or... They just, they're, they've, they're not funny enough to talk about random stuff. Like, some of the great comedians can't riff on, like, that flag waving. No, and, like, I had Jim Florentine on. Who's and great. I, and I was nervous, but he's a sports guy, so we talked an hour about sports and stuff. Right. But then, I, don't want, I had Jackie Martling on, and he just wanted to do one-liners, and I'm, like, trying to set him up. It was a weird... And it's awkward for you, because then you're thinking, what do I say next? Yeah, I'm All like, right, I'm like so, so you worked for Stern, he's like, and he was doing the one-liners and stuff. All right, I got you only five more minutes. You ready? Yeah, go. Five quick hits. You ready? Is this like, this isn't, this no. is your thing? No, he said you ever end every interview with five. No, I, I answered. That's like that old thing at Comedy Central. <laughs> no, no, no. I <laughs> Three with, tough questions. I end with. I always ask the same question everybody. I'll ask it to you. How much you weight lift? No, that, that's that's your game. <laughs> but I, I kind of stole that from you. I'll tell you what I do. Do it. I said you and I are at a bar. We're drinking. Who's the coolest person in your phone that if you texted them, they would text you right back? <laughs> Don't say Boomer. No, trust me. I mean, he might not even be my phone anymore. Oh, oh. Yeah, no, no. Uh, the coolest person. All right. And they would definitely text me back. Yeah, that's because I have people. I have Pete Rose yeah, on my yeah, phone. He, he, he ain't texting you back. No, unless you have tits. Yeah, he tells me to stop texting him. <laughs> um, that's good. I would say Ronda Rousey. 
Oh, that's a really good answer. Oh, nice one. But I think she might have changed her number. Okay, no, but you Possibly. had... And you yeah, there's a porn Ronda Rousey who texted me back. That's a really good answer. That's a good one. That's yeah. a really good answer. How about... I know you said a lot of people are shitty interviews. Who's your dream interview? Hmm. Someone that I haven't interviewed yet? Yeah, someone you like, oh, I always want... Even if there would be a, a, like a sucky interview, someone you want to sit with you in the studio and just kick it. Can it be dead or alive or no? That'd be weird. It can't be dead, it can't right? be dead. That'd be a really awkward interview. That'd be interview, a great right? interview there. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like interviewing Mr. Met. And you, he just gave and, you the finger. And then you did what? Right. He just gave you the finger. Exactly. Right, right. And you gave the finger why? Best interview ever. Yeah, Marcel Marceau, you're a great guest. Uh, I'm trying to think of who... Uh, I don't know. It's too, I don't know. No, I don't know. No one you really I'd like to be a bad guest, but I don't know. No, no. I was just curious about that. I, I, I'll tell you a guest... Who I didn't know I was going to have on the show, mm-hmm. who turned out to be great. Okay. Pamela Anderson. Good guest? Was great. What made her good? I, I, it was a weird, I was doing my show from a, a big charity event. And she you know, for, was there for, you know, don't kill the zebras because I don't want to wear their fur or something <laughs> like that, right? Or like, by the way, shouldn't we kill Canadian geese? It's like, the warmest jacket in the world. I have one. The like, there are people ge- that protest every day. There's a store in Soho. And these wackos go out there. Like, I can see you protesting, oh, the cute little seal, or like, don't kill the dogs. But we really have groups that <laughs> have a connection to a, 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 a goose, and not even an American goose. Like, we can't kill Canadian geese? What do they bring to the table? Right? And they, there's pellets, you don't know what they are, and they, right? Stepping them, they smell like crap. Um, she was great. Because, uh, as you know, I don't care, I ask you anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, she answered everything with smiling. And I'll tell you one, I thought I had a chance to hook up with Carmen Electra. Legit had a chance. I really truly, I'm okay. sure I'm wrong. Most likely. She came on the show and she was like, whatever I was saying, whatever cologne I'd musk on, whatever it was, <laughs> she seemed into it. She's like, yeah, if you want to be in the lobby before my appearance. I'm Every good. guy probably has that same impression when you By talk the way, to her. And then, I, then I, I started contemplating it. And I go, all right, Carmen Electra. I go, I'll be in that lobby. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking, Dennis Rodman. Dave Navarro, have a good night. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. They're going as to, great as she is, I couldn't do it. And you know they're doing freaky stuff, and you're, you're going to put on the Mets game. I'm and gonna, you try to make I'm love to. I'm going to be like, ah, ah, is that good? <laughs> You'll be all self-critical. Can of you yourself? feel that? Is it better than Robin? <laughs> and she's going to be like, no, uh, charity blow, yo. brutal. One thing yeah. the Yankee, one because I actually wanted to talk more sports. I know time's an issue. One well, I'll come back, but I just got to go to a school. Yeah, yeah. One move the Yankees got to make. I Madison Bumgarner. That's the move? Yeah. The DeGrom you, you stuff's nonsense, right? Yeah, that, because the Mets would never do it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the Yankees would make a trade in, for in it. In a second. Yeah, in a second. I don't think the Mets would ever do it. Yeah, but uh, if you could get um, if you get Bumgarner, I think game over. Okay, I know you got to bounce. No worries. Well, we'll do another 10 hours. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. My door is calling <laughs> no, right now. Where are you? Okay, in, we'll finish with this. In yeah. five years, Craig Carton will be... Well, I said the same thing in a TV interview. I'll be number one on the radio somewhere. That's awesome. Hopefully, it'll be in New York. Mm-hmm. And you know that answer certainly would have been a lot different eight, nine months ago. Of course. But uh, more importantly, where I'll be, I think that people who are lobbying on right now, who want to accuse me of stuff that they know nothing about, mm-hmm. that those people will recognize that you know for eight months, I've done nothing but tell you that I'm not guilty of what I've been accused of, that they will see the facts without getting into them now. And they'll say, you know what? We got it wrong. And if I get that, I'm good. It sucks you find out who your real friends are, though, don't you? You find out quicker than anything. You find out on both sides, too. Like, I know the guys. Like, you, there's the group of guys, your boys that you grew up with, mm-hmm. that'll walk in front of a bus for you, and they do. You know, whatever you need. Right or you die. don't have to talk to them. You just know they're there. Then you have the group that you think are your friends, 
who all of a sudden you're number, you know, they're not returning calls or texts. Right. And they don't even reach out to you. Like, I've never called a single person and said, hey, I need this or that. But it's funny the people that don't reach out to you or just a simple, hey, man, how's it going? Oh, yeah, you want to have a beer? You know, I don't ask anybody for nothing, but, you know, you learn, sadly, the other side of it. But the good stuff is you know who's on, you know, your team. Craig Cotton, it was a pleasure, man, to talk okay. to you. Sorry for the, the speedy uh, Don't worry about it, man. Exit. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.